Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. Welcome back. What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You don't know that, do you? Uh, I mean, like, I know that song. I don't know what it's from. Welcome back, Cotter. Ask Chad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That just needs to be, like, our tagline. Ask Chad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How's everything going? Sorry you guys were a day late. I had a VIP birthday party yesterday for a very important fifth birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that was, that so cute. Um, next week we'll be on task with a Tuesday night. Yes. So, yeah, I just finished um, Beverly Hills Part 3. Next week's the finale. It's been pretty good. You know what I want to say? I want to say I don't need a lost footage episode I just need a one hour montage of Kathy Hilton moments yes. and it will it will just give me pleasure for the rest of my life and I'll just save it forever I'll be like Sandoval with Kristen with the DVRs like oh there's just things I want to watch like I won't want to watch that forever so that's probably, so <laughs> please do it <laughs> oh my gosh have, have you watched no, I mean I I've watched some of the I watched some of this season, but no, I have not tuned into any of the reunion. But I've been reading all about it, you know, on all the yeah, sites. Yeah, you see the the good clips of Kathy. Yeah, and yeah, all that. So cool. Well, today, let's see. What's I mean? It's a good episode. There's a a lot to unpack. Um, I did listen to Lala's podcast today, like. So I listened last week, right? I think we podcasted before she dropped. Yeah, it was right before she dropped um, her podcast with Randall last week, which was like the day after she left and then she went home and they did do it together. I mean, their their contract with their new carrier must be legit or something where they have to put it out no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the bonus of being independent. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. Independent. Um, and last week, and a lot of you guys chimed in too. Like, it it was very clear. Like, she was very icy, very cold, very different than her other podcasts with him. And she just really was getting down to business and was not entertaining him at all much on that. So then I listened to today's, and I'm pretty much the same thing. She kept it real short and sweet, but she in introduced it saying welcome to the give them give them lala podcast um i'm in ocean's nursery blah 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 normally it's welcome to the give them lala with rand or with randall right and then he'll be like ah um but yeah it was very calculated i think welcome to the give them lala podcast yeah i think that said a lot jeez as much as we think it's a stunt or could be a stunt, I was a little surprised to see Ariana. I think she was asked on Watch What Happens Live, have you talked to Lala? What do you think of this whole thing? And she said she had talked to her, and she was pretty vague, like, but said, well, it is what it is, and I'll just say there's, you know, when I talk to her, there's ups and downs, and... I don't know what she's going to do. So it does seem like there's some legit shit going on. 
Yeah, and then this week she was, um, you know, photographed, like, walking out of a, a modest apartment in West Hollywood uh, versus, or you Santa know. Monica. Right? Yeah, and um, I have my feelings about that, too. Her mom is in town. You know, maybe her mom doesn't, maybe they put her somewhere else during that time. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm not sold on it yet, but. Yeah, that would make sense. The only thing I would say with Ariana is I, I get the publicity stunt and the atten- but I don't feel like Ariana would go along with something like that unless they're just really in a ratings killer and they're having to do anything they have to do to save their jobs but I don't yeah. it seems out of character for her yeah but I I wouldn't say like she she kept it vague to where like maybe she's still okay with how she said it because it's true you know there are ups and downs with what she's going through so maybe I don't know I took it like I I took it like, oh, shit. And then I was like, maybe she's just playing the game a little too. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you week, said, that's that's out of character for her. So I'm not sure. Last week, she was on YouTube with Danny Pellegrino. And this was after the initial story broke. Because he's like, I know you can't tell me much. But she did go on to say that she thought Lala was a mean girl and a bully. Hmm. Mm, yeah. And then she was like, well, I just think she, you know, if she actually cared or was worried, she had two years to bring this up and, you know, now on on camera and then, well, specifically tonight, which we'll talk about later in front of Lisa, it's just very... Oh, are you talking about in regards to Sheena? Uh, no, I mean, Ariana was saying Lala was a mean girl and a, and a bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah. But then, but then went on to say... Yes, she was. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. If she was worried about Sheena, actually, right? She's had two years to bring this up. And, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. And he also said on that uh, episode that he thought Lala should increase her cameo price, and today she did. It went to three fifty. That's a, or two no two fifty up from a hundred. But then I decided, and then five thousand dollars for business cameos. Well, like I'm what? Like I, I, I went and like looked up everything. Apparently, that's a new category. So they all have it on there now. It's like well, personal. Well, I've been business. seeing a lot of Bravo business um, cameos, like on my um, games that I play. Like I play solitaire and like all these things, and they oh. have like a lot of the. Um, oh gosh, what I, th- I want to say, Dallas. They have that with uh, Stephanie. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, she did one. I mean, like, she would really do one for an app. It's like, it says cameo on the ad. It's all cameo. And she's like, I love playing solitaire. You can tell they wrote what for her what to say. Yeah. And so that's the business. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably but, people were doing it for their, like, getting a cameo for her to plug their business. And then they'd post that, like, kind of like an endorsement, right? I mean, pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. But on the personal cameo, LVP, which I think used to be five hundred, she's now at two eighty five. Hey, that's so a pretty good deal. That's right at the same level as Lala, where everyone else is like I don't I did not like when Andy said that last night. It made me feel yucky, like he like 
anyone who is requesting a cameo from anyone in the Bravo universe is a fan and to take advantage of your fans like that like yeah could she get that much maybe maybe she would get a few people that would buy them but to hike it up like that especially during the times how they are right now it's like are you're just asking no. fans to not be fans like it sucks the whole point of it is for the fans and yeah. to hike it up like that like everyone else is still reasonable I just, so I, I just didn't like like his ego when he said it you know it was like uh, oh I'm sorry Andy like is she worth that like I, I don't know I didn't like it like she's not at the same LVP level because LVP is just much broader with you know housewives and businesses and whatnot and everyone else all her other castmates are half the price yeah so James is at 155 Kristen's still on there at 99 Brittany's at 150. Uh, Sheena's at 111. So what? Why is Sheena so low? James? Oh no, I'm sorry. James is 100. Jax is at 155. Oh, okay. And then Raquel at 55. Um, both Tom's and Ariana and Katie don't have it available. They've they've done it because they have their videos up there, but they're not available right now. Um, still the best bargain you can get is Sherry at 35. And, she, and, and Sherry takes a lot of time to do her videos. Like, I was very impressed with her video. Yeah. Did, someone in our group said, Sherry has one. I'm like, yes, we got one. And wasn't it like seven minutes? Oh, oh, we got one from Jax's sister and brother-in-law. Theirs was like 15 minutes or something. Yeah. It was awesome. But, yeah, I, th- I feel like Jax's went down. And I don't know. There was another blind that came up on um, about Lala this week that was talking about how um, she was went to Fashion Week, some sort of Fashion Week thing, and she um, had all of these demands that she was making um, to the whoever she, the show she was going to, saying like that she needs to be let in before everybody, that she needs like extra security because she doesn't want to get mobbed, like all this stuff, and. Um, the person, what? the person was like, yeah, and not one person knew who she was. Not one person tried to approach her. Like no one even knew who she was. Yeah. So I mean, that that was awkward. The theory: some are saying, you know, she went up to two fifty on cameo. Oh, because you know, remember who did this? Zach, our favorite friend, Zach Wickham. Mm-hmm. He went to like he was like what fifty dollars, and he went to like three thousand because he wanted to basically turn it off without turning it off. Because who's oh, yeah. going to pay $3,000 for Zach Wickham? I mean, quite honestly, he's going to pay fifty. But um, So they were saying, oh, she went to two fifty to like, so she doesn't have to answer people. But I'm like, no, that's not that. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. I was surprised to hear she's in a new movie that I looked it up. It doesn't appear to be a Randall film. Huh. So he had, so on the uh, Watch What Happens was this bartender who when I looked him up he actually wrote the movie and then he has he looks like Eric Roberts and he plays his son or something so it was good casting but I mean this guy actually the bartender on Watch What Happens Live I think he wrote this movie and um, probably you know he cast himself it's like a serial killer kind of thing Lala does not have a starring role she's quite down there on the list of cast uh-huh. but it's called The Estate so I have a new homework assignment because I know a lot of you guys were talking about oh the, it's out on 
Hulu now or whatever, the shit that I paid money for that I told you people not to, well, now I guess it's free if you have Hulu, was um, Out of Death, Bruce Willis. Yes. Did you ever watch any of those, that, or Midnight in the Switchgrass or Access Alley? No, um, and it's like totally on our list. Chad and I still want to do that, and we have not. So that so yeah. every weekend I'm like, oh, let's sit down and watch a movie, but then I can't bring myself to turn it on. <laughs> I can't do as, it. As I told you, because I, I reviewed my notes because someone posted that in the group, and I was like, yeah, did a whole podcast recap on that, and I had to look back. I think it was like end of July. Um, we didn't go deep dive because you hadn't watched it, but I just slightly recapped it, and I thought, if you know, at the time, I, I highly advise no one to spend money. But now, if it's free or available, like, don't waste your time on Midnight in the Switchgrass. Um, Access Sally, really, don't waste your time. Rather, just maybe buy a book about that because it's an interesting topic. But the movie just it didn't quite hit it. Um, same with Midnight in the Switchgrass. It's just a true story about a Texas serial killer, which I love, but they just didn't do it justice. I mean, at all. It was painful. And the more entertaining one to watch was Out of Death with Lala. It was so dumb and so miscast. and But it was funny because that's the one where her accent would go, like, in and out. Yeah. She'd be, like, super twangy like Britney, but then be, like, totally normal. Like, it's not like she had a subtle accent that, you know, oh, you're not quite sure. Like, Dorit or something. You're like, wait, what is it? Yeah. It was like, she'd be like, Y'all get her, you know, get away from here right now. You know, like, that's. <laughs> but I mean, I, I would like for you to ch- you and Chad to watch. It yeah, of- yeah, totally. But, I've been. Like he hasn't even been watching these current episodes. Like I keep on wanting him to come on and do like a mini pod, like after we podcast, just to like you know hear him say a couple lines. But yeah, yeah, he hasn't. He's been. He's fallen behind. So soon I'll get him. What the hell is he doing with his time, man? Having a life or something? I know. Not allowed. I know. It's like, yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) Get your priorities straight, man. Seriously. Um, The only thing I was going to mention about Watch What Happens Live is with Ariana on there and Craig from Southern Charm, she brought Logan with her. Not get low Lala's BFF that was strolling ocean through the BH Hotel, it's, you know, Get Low Logan, our server at TomTom. Uh-huh. We love Logan. He's very nice. He's charming. He's fun. But I know he's, like, kind of played the brother role for Ariana, and I thought, I don't know, it just occurred to me, This nothing was said to me. I was just like, you know, why didn't you bring Jeremy with you? That would have been nice. Like, you know, Andy didn't point out her friend Logan in the audience, but I just heard that he was there with her. And I don't know what, like, did you ever bring Jeremy on one of your trips? Like maybe some, you know, people want to see him because now he has enough fans that have gone there and met him and know that he's like the kindest person in person. Like, I don't know. What yeah. do, what are you doing here, Yana? I'm sure he's busy. He's, he's, he's just finishing up his last shifts and moving so yeah but you know just saying yeah that's weird you're right well anything else going on um no I think I think that's it for this week alright let me shout out a couple birthdays and let's get right into it okay 
So, um, someone just added in the October thread, you guys, if you want your birthday shouted out or anything specific, sometimes it's like a wedding or a birth, um, join our Facebook group, Vanderpump Rules Party on Facebook. It's private. It's fun. You'll get lots of inside details. Anyways, um, we did miss on October 23rd was Maritas Belmonte Madrinen. Um, on October 26th was an OG longtime listener, Layton. Oh, happy birthday, Layton. She's been listening uh, since the womb. I know. I saw, um, I showed Ronnie the picture of the cake that you made for her, and she was like, oh, it's her birthday. Um, that's so cute. Well, just so you know, you, it wasn't any kind of like invite slight. Um, the party started at 5 p.m., <laughs> which is strategic. That's it's cool. School, it's smart. It's yeah. Night. It's a school night and a work night. So they're like, yeah, let's just do 5 p.m. I think that's brilliant. Um, although Saturday morning we are going to the um, – it was supposed to be today. Um, so I didn't tell you because I know, you know, Ronnie's in school. But now it's changed to Saturday morning, like first – like. As soon as they open, before it maybe it gets too crazy. Yeah. Um, doing the corn husk pumpkin pat the Carlsbad strawberry field thing. Oh shoot! Ronnie has a birthday party, but maybe if you guys are going super early, we could go. I mean, the plan was to go when it opens at nine. Yeah. But anyways, just letting you know. So okay, October twenty seventh, we have Rena Elmer's Elmer's daughter Layla. And Barb Campbell Sacamano and Valerie Valverde G. Verde. Happy birthday! On October 30th, uh, Sherry Wells' daughter is getting married. Oh, this cool. Saturday. So I hope you have a great time. I'm sure it's going to be super fun. And last but not least, because it's going to hit before next Tuesday is one of our special moderators. November 1st is Allie Dittman. Yay! Thank you, Allie, for everything you do. Thank you for coming out to LA for our premiere party. Um, I hope everything's going great with you and your family and you have uh, time to celebrate. Yes. Okay, so now we go into uh uh-oh, 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 life goes too fast, we're gonna make it last. <laughs> yeah, the, mu- so the yeah, music the is mu- great. The music's back. And we start with James. Okay, he's stressing me out using that knife on that countertop. It, like, it's a rental. And they're like, there's no cutting board. And I'm just like, you're going to scratch the counter. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. And it's like just one monotone gray. So it's like, it's going to show. Yeah. You know? It's not like a marble where it could be hidden by the pattern. It's, yeah. He was just cutting it straight on the thing. And to be honest, I do that shit all the time. And I yell at myself as I'm doing it. I'm like, are you that lazy? Just get the cutting board. But I'm like, yeah, I am that lazy. So I saw him doing that. And then and then we see Raquel eating the watermelon with a fork. And I'm like, God, you're not a savage. I'm like, a, I'm a total savage. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not washing a fork. I'm just going to eat it with my fingers. Yeah. Clearly, I'm disgusting. Like, she's so... 
as he said, graceful. Well, you probably, if you were on camera being filmed, I'm sure you would like switch it up too and be like dainty and nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like a George Costanza when he finds his boss or girlfriend eating a snicker. Oh, no, it was, he saw Elaine's boss cutting a Snickers like in slices and eating it with a knife and fork. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, one thing I noticed about Raquel's confessional, you know how they always have drinks next to them? Yes. Hers is a champagne glass, but it's extremely clear and flat. So I'm like, it's a champagne glass of water. It's, there's no champagne in there. That's weird. Yeah, yeah La- Lala's is like a Coke. I've been oh. I've been watching hers too. Okay. Okay. Not a Shirley Temple, so. Bumptini. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. So yeah, what what happens right in the beginning? I don't know. They just talk about how she's going to Lala's to hang out, and I mean, she says something super relatable that, like, you know, when people say, "Oh my God, let's totally." go out or meet up or have lunch and you just know it's just something you say yeah <laughs> and yeah. she was hoping for as we all are but yeah um yeah you just say it to be nice you're like okay let's get together you know you don't really mean it um i also liked how they were like um our new favorite color is white um in their apartment i thought that was cute um and then, and then he's like, okay, so to thank everyone for our engagement, we're going to meet at the Belmont to, you know, thank everybody. The Belmont is, is still a big part of Vanderpump Rules. I loved when they went there. They tried to make it look, like, glamorous. They're, like, walking down. They're like, oh, this is perfect. And, like, they bring all this, like, food that it, it looked really good. I'm like, yeah, we ate it, though, and it, it wasn't that good. But, um they did pot they did meet in the booth that we podcasted in oh i made note of that too i was like god dang we're good with picking where to sit you know we always get it right yeah we always have this like the quiet woman yeah the exact table twice yeah it just happens and well what i thought was interesting so i was watching that scene i'm like oh that's when we podcasted with paul slash pool yes and when as we just referenced a week or two ago about Max on how, you know, Sandoval's like, you've always been a dick. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, he's not wrong because Max was there as well. He just sat further away in the in, in the empty because they had that big whole thing. So me, you, and Paul, and then I forget the guy's name that joined us later. Do you remember his name? Oh, shoot. But he joined us right in that, you know, nice corner. And then Max, like, it was like pre-COVID. He was like, it's like maybe he was Nostradamus and he's like, COVID, I must be six feet away. Yeah. And he just sat like six feet away from us by himself, just buried and in the And then, yeah, and then Paul would like try to say, he's like, you know what I mean, Max? And he's like, Max. And then Max would be like, what? And then we'd have to repeat it. And yeah, it was, it was, it was something. <laughs> he was with us, but he like, like, why are you here? Why don't you just meet Pool when, when he's done? That's so weird. I don't know. It's kind of why when, like, I know everyone is saying, like, what a stupid storyline this Max and James at, you know, eating. Like, that's so dumb. And actually, like, yeah, I do think it's dumb. I think it's dumb, but I don't think that it's far off from what really happens with Max. 
Like, no. I, I truly think they nailed it. Like, whoever wrote that storyline very much knows Max. Well, and even, like, his complaint about saving money and the split plate fee. Yes. Like, Paul himself was telling us how Max didn't have back seats for his Jeep and that Paul paid for him to have back seats. He's like, I want you to have seats because I need a ride and whatever. So, like... Max couldn't afford it, so Paul paid for his seats. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He's so, a, yeah, it, he likes being thrifty, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Very relatable and believable. Yes. So, what else was I going to say about... Oh, but yeah, you guys, I mean, I know we'll get to the Belmont when we get to the Belmont, but it... It's so strange to me, especially because Stassi was so obsessed. I understand Bo being obsessed with it. I mean, or they Santa. still are. They were just there the other day. They literally just went there the other day and shot tons of stories. I I, I, I was like, you really? Like, I don't know. You would think, like, after you're off the show, like, you could switch up your places that you like and stuff like that. But nope. And the, the thing is, so I even understand when you're young and poor and that's your dive bar to go to. Um, but it's still, like... Stasi has become, you know, well, let's even just talk, you know, previous seasons. We're not talking about her now. You know, her her taste level upgraded, right? Um, she wants to go to bougie places. And so you, I, I feel like you either go to a dive bar or you go to, like, like I'm going to say, where's the place from the first season when Jax did the seven shots in a row and we podcasted with Lara and What's oh yeah, called? at the Grove. Um, it's called Mixology. Mixology. I mean, the, and oh, and Shea worked there. That's like a hundred steps out from the Belmont, but the Belmont is not qualified enough to be considered like a dirty, cool dive bar. It's almost just like a like a bad sports bar. Which just seems so anti-Stassi. Because remember the floor was all sticky. But dude, you gotta remember... This is gonna sound really shitty. But I'm just gonna say it because... Why not? She married Bo. Like, she's still into the diviness. That's still part of... Like, she doesn't want to admit that that's part of her brand. But it really is. It's just not a good... I'd just rather go to a real dive or straight up sports bar. This is somewhere in the middle, and it's like... I don't know. I kind of like the Belmont. Like, I, I I, would definitely go there again, and... Um, Do you remember the bathroom situation? Yeah. I don't know. I still... It was worse than Sir. It was, like, flooded and nasty and... Like, I love a dive bar, and I don't mind a sticky bar. Like, I, bet, uh, I go to a lot of them, okay? And, uh, I mean, not a lot of them. I'm just saying not regularly, but... You know, a lot of the places I've been, it's like, that's what you like. It's the down and dirty. And yeah, you want it to be sticky and you want it to be creepy. This, it's just, I either want you to embrace that or I want you to embrace this. And they're trying to merge it in the middle. And so it seems inauthentic to me is, I guess, my point. Okay, I get, I see you on that. I, I get that. I don't know. I guess I like the outdoor seating where they always sit. I feel like it's kind of unique because it's like... It's great people watching. Exactly yeah. what you said. Like, it's like, it's divey, but it's not. You're out. I don't know. It like, it kind of works. Um, maybe we ordered the wrong food. I don't know. I felt like we were there on a really off night. And I don't know. I, I'd give it one more shot. Yeah. I, I'm totally go there. 
oh, it's karaoke night at this kind of like divey bar and some, you know, they've got a couple TVs up if you want to watch the game, but it's not like a sports bar, but it's not like a dark, divey, grungy bar. It's somewhere in the middle and that's fine. And then they've got karaoke or comedy, not like cool. But they, I think they just like, that's, well, let's have a celebration of our engagement or let's like the, the Stasi thing doesn't track for me anymore with that. But the bow thing, yes. I also felt like it was very much like an industry bar where there was a lot of actors, actresses, people in the business that were there and no one was bothering them. Like maybe it's like some kind of little like inside safe haven for them. I don't know. I I felt that too. You know, actually, you know what? You just hit the nail on the head. I feel like, and, and you would know this more than I would because I was never a server, but... It's the place everyone goes when they're done with their shifts. Yeah, it's like like my it's like the yeah the restaurant industry's like hangout. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Let's go meet here. It's it's close. It's cheap. It's easy. It's not, it's not gross. It's yeah. not too expensive. We go there and we like you know let it all hang out, which is perfect. It just doesn't track for them now at their age and place. Totally. And especially when there's just so many other options. Like, I guess that's the other thing. It's like, why keep going there? Um, You know, unless there's some, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. No, there's a great bar just down the street. It's across from the Star Strip Strip Club. Um, It's like a a divey famous bar. And that it was, it's always popping off, but it's like a locals thing. Or like, even when Kayla and I were up there and we went to the frolic room, you know, just like some old throwbacks that are classic. They'll never go out of style. Um, I just feel like this is just like the TGA Friday's version of those. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a step like up from that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'm being judgy. Anyways, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um- Raquel lets us know that Lala has invited her over for a pickleball date. Um, And Raquel, you know, is always kind of is looking like she's scared and she's a little nervous about going with just Lala. I don't blame her. I'd probably feel the same way. Um, But yeah, then we buzz over to uh, Tom and Ariana's house and Tom is in there just like busting out a workout. You know, the the type of workout when you're, you're trying to get like that the angriness out you know he's like <laughs> yeah. lots of moaning it's um, the gym I go to that was like open the whole time it's half outdoors half it's like that's when you get the grunting man and Sandoval is just not that type of like but he's doing it he's like <gasps> and I, I took some amazing screenshots off my TV where I'm actually a little scared like there's some incredible Hulk slash Lisa Renovans going on in the neck that I'm going to have to run this by Heather and be like, you still in Heather? Oh, that's (laughs) funny. But I I will note, his biceps and shoulders looked super jacked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looks great. Um, And he was working out to like, well, I don't know if he was working out or if that was the music they overlaid, but it was like heavy metal. So I was thinking of really Heather, I was thinking of you because here he is jacked he's grunting and he's listening to heavy metal which i know is like a bit in your you know universe um i don't know i just thought of you just want you to know 
Yeah, so um, meanwhile, Ariana is upstairs kind of working on her tasting that she's having later, or her, I'm sorry, um, her party to go over the instructions for her new subscription box. And they sit down and they kind of have a conversation about um, what happened the day before with the with Katie and Tom. And then we kind of bounce around to everybody and like get each one of their stories. And um, so with Tom and Ariana, he's like, you know, I just I wasn't feeling great about how, you know, I, I wanted to look over and get support from you. And I felt like you didn't have my back. You know, you said the thing about dying and <laughs> yeah he didn't really get the analogy she's like you don't understand what i'm saying you know I, I understand that sometimes when you haven't heard something and you don't get the meaning of it but she's like no i'm not talking about you dying he's like yeah but you said be dying no it's not about that and i'm on some mountain alone it's like no you're missing the point and she's she's kind of like you know what never mind yeah um I mean, yeah i I just, I don't know, like, I'm not understanding this storyline very much. Like, I I can't get there and get on board with how mad he is still about the book signing. Like, I, I guess I'm just not getting it. And then especially when he says, like, he has PTSD from it. I'm like, dude, that's taking it a little far. 100%. Um, it's like, okay, you, PTSD. From Stassi and Katie yelling at you about being jealous that that's your worst moment and if we look back he didn't have like ptsd from miami girl he didn't have ptsd from freaking Kristen and her all of her antics Kristen and jack's humiliating him him still standing by Kristen as she's lying jack's leaking miami girl jack's leaking ariana golden nugget jack's leaking all sorts of shit about him um james doing Kristen behind his back how about Miami girl coming? So if we're going to talk workplace, well, Miami girl came to his work um, to, you know, embarrass you. None of this caused you PTSD, but Katie and Stassi calling you jealous, that, that gives you years worth of PTSD? Like, mm, okay. Yeah. It, and then, I, I mean, I feel like it's very telling that even Ariana is not able to support him in this, that she's kind of like, you know, slowly backing away, going like, dude, you've got to handle this. Um, so I feel like that's very telling, but there's got to be... It's very so, weird. There's got to be more to it. Something else is there. And, um, and, and the fact that he is so reactive when someone calls him jealous or... When when he you're so defensive, that shows that you that you hit a nerve. Yeah, exactly. He should be like kind of Sutton on Beverly Hills when Crystal calls her jealous. She's like jealous what of your ugly pants? Like please, like it should be something more like that. But instead, but yeah, the reaction, yeah, the reaction is yeah, he gets irate and then like hurt, you know. So it's it it really is like they kind of called him on something that maybe is happening. I don't. And remember at the time he went into his confessional and doubled down on that and said, it's my worst nightmare for someone to ever call me jealous. Like, it's it's like a thing for him. But I'm like, wow, all these other more horrible things aren't triggers for you. But just like that little thing, it's just weird. Yeah, it is weird. Like, I I, I want it to be like a full-blown fight, but I just can't like get my 
head yeah. around the whole thing. Can't support it. Exactly. So then we go, Katie and Tom are talking about the same thing, and this really bothered me too because now suddenly um you know schwartz is like bubba I'm, I, it's like a broken record like i just he keeps saying the same thing over and over i don't it's like dude why didn't you say that there like why like he's shit talking yeah. now but he wasn't then yeah he's like it's so condescending or it's so ironic or it's yeah so, it's like the say ir- that to tom the irony isn't lost on me bubba yeah it, so he is everything the thing is, Katie and Tom Sandoval are alike because they both view him, Schwartz, the same way. Because he is a pushover. He is, he he throws everyone else under the bus to save himself. Like he's throwing Sandoval under the bus because he won't say it to his face. And then Katie, the same thing. He throws her under the bus to save face. It's like, dude, this is your wife and your best friend. Like if you can't just express your opinion, like something's fucking wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think Katie and Sandoval could actually hash it out much easier if Schwartz just wasn't even in the fucking room. Totally. That's what they and should. I'm, yes. Yeah. And I'm bummed about it because there's no reason why, you know what? Fucking Schwartz shouldn't have gone to Ariana's then for her thing. If Katie's not going, like, stand by your woman then and say, well, I'm not going to go then either. Or, hey, why don't you and Sandoval go sit down and work it out because now you're punishing Ariana who you're both friends with you're both trying to support but instead Katie just doesn't feel comfortable going and I understand why I I agree with her but it's a shame Ariana loses out Schwartz still goes Um, I'm not even going to say Katie loses out except for bonding time with her friends because Katie was really living her best fucking life baking that giant fucking cookie oh my gosh don't get me started on that I was (laughs) That was, like, one of my favorite moments. And chopping up her own chocolate, which I, I, like, even distribution of chocolate. So you're not just, like, you know when you have a chocolate chip cookie and then, like, a whole chunk of it, there's no... So it's, like, basically a sugar cookie and you're, like, oh, I want... Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that part. You want it all... She probably did that. She's very smart. Even distribution of the chocolate by chopping it up like that. And then did she, did she add a little bit of sea salt on there too? <laughs> Probably, which I, I love. I thought I saw that too. I was like, oh my god, that looks so freaking good right now. Yeah, I can't even eat chocolate anymore without I'm constant. I'm, I'll like a little graphic. Sorry, I'll lick it and then put grind up some sea salt on it so it sticks so I can eat it because I just can't even eat chocolate anymore without like some kind of like spicy pepper or salt or something so Yum. you know what katie you're winning my heart over with that and then yeah and then the let, let's talk scene. about her next thing so um as she's talking to tom she's like you know we have our appointment today to find out about you know your sperm sample that you left you know and they're probably gonna ask some questions about our health like have you ever been pregnant before and never in a million years did I think that Katie would go somewhere like she did. But, dude, she um, lets the viewers know that she has had an abortion before. Ten years ago, she got pregnant, um, her and Tom. And um, they made the decision that they were not ready at the time and she had an abortion. Now, I just think that it's so incredible, A, that she shared this on TV. Like, that had to be... a 
pretty big decision that she made. And I just, I just thought it was awesome that she talked about it the way that she did. Super brave, super relatable, um, super responsible in her thinking. Because she was like, look, I don't think Tom and I would have lasted. I think he would have left. I didn't want to be a single mom. Super just like... And those are all her choices, which yeah. I think is just like, sometimes you need someone to share something like that to to step outside of some of these really big topics that are out there to, uh, to understand and go, there's a lot of choices that we all make and everybody should have should be able to make those choices. So I thought, what a cool way for her to talk about that and how mature, how they handled that. Now they're married. Now they're ready for a baby. And it's just, it's kind of, it's an awesome it story. Super brave. What I loved too was that, that those are questions that you're asked. You're asked those questions for the most random things. Like one time I sprained my ankle and I was home visiting in Minnesota. My parents had to bring me to the ER. And this person, this like person, the intake person, is sitting there in the lobby, keep in mind with other people there, and my parents sitting right there, and they're asking me all sorts of personal questions. Okay, it's a sprained ankle. Why are you asking if I've been, I understand if Like, are you pregnant? Yeah. Pregnant. Have you been pregnant before? Have you had this and this? And I swear to God, I think they asked something like that, or, or just, they were at, or when was the last time you were sexually active? And I was like, wait, do you have any like I was like what the fuck I'm yeah. like first of all like there's people here second of all not shit I want to talk about in front of my parents third of all I don't care if I have nothing to hide or I have everything to hide this is not appropriate but that was like okay well that ha- shit happened with that shit later because someone found out about it and they took control and they're like that wasn't appropriate of that person but anyways point being when you go to question uh, places like this Yes, you have, um, because I was just watching, oh, it was 90 Day or Love After Lockup, and they went to, like, a fertility place, Uh and they're like, have you ever been pregnant before? And the girl hadn't told the guy, and he was, like, side-eyeing her, and it's like, what the fuck? We're about to be married, but in her defense, it was, like, 13 years ago, and it was, like, a, you know, ectopic pregnancy, and, and, like, you know, it was a catastrophic thing that had happened to her and um and it doesn't matter it's, it's your choice of it doesn't have to be a miscarriage abortion whatever the point is they ask those questions so you do need to tell your partner because it's going to come up in your doctor meeting um but i like that she brought it up because she knew that question was probably going to be asked on camera and she didn't know that they would have edited that out or not so i really appreciate her uh, bravery and open and honest. Um, I'm, I'm sure she. It, it's probably really given um, awareness to a lot of people and you know reasons and, and choices that you have, and probably especially at a time right now when it is back as another you know hot mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. You know, with states making choices. I mean, Katie has. Um constantly what is the right what is the word um she's always she's always she's always been ahead of the 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 trends with this sort of thing not that it's a trend stepped with current movements yes thank you she's yes she's still friends with even though her friends were fired for certain reasons 
she was always the one with you know in touch with Black Lives Matter or let's talk about the Randall stunt with Sandoval and yes Jack. that's what I wanted to bring up it's like she was the only one who stood up and said that's not funny like that it's not funny and and it wasn't for just surface value like she felt it like it mm-hmm. wasn't right she knew it it wasn't just to say the uh, PC words on TV it was like she it didn't sit well with her yes. she knew it yes and again, like, I, I, I mean, it's like a little ridiculous to say that Vanderpump Rules is like attacking these, you know, hot topics, but they really are. And Katie has really, like, I would say before this, I would have been like, Ariana's kind of the one who, like, I would turn to for her to stand up for things that the, the cast members are don't want to say on camera or something like that. But Katie has taken the lead for sure. Yeah, the wokeness. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did want to say I listened to her podcast and that she dropped on Friday. It was a solo one, but she talked about the fertility issues and whatnot. And uh, she's like, I don't know why Tom said too much. She's like, no, we legit tried for like six months. She goes, but we got so overwhelmed with everyone be like, you're next, you're next. She's like, when every single one of my friends was pregnant and then the pressure of you're next or we'll try this, try that. And then, of course, you know, on top of your friend circle, you've got the the fanship and the viewership out there and the Internet people. What's wrong? And then so she she even said when Lisa said, you're going to a fertility doctor. Well, why so soon? Have you even tried? And she's like, you know, I like I appreciate her where she was coming from. But she's like, duh, like, oh, really? Oh, we should try first, Lisa. Like. I appreciated that she kind of laid Lisa out on that because I, I can't imagine like the pressure and the stress and you know the the pregnancy pack they had it's like it's just a lot and so she's like no we we did this for like six months and it was all the outside pressure she's like fuck it she's like now it's more of a job I just want it to happen the way it's gonna happen and well we'll she goes I believe in being proactive and let's check our levels and if they tell me I should freeze my eggs or embryos then we'll do that or just like cut ourselves a break and it was so real and relatable like I mean not obviously for myself but for people I know that have gone through this and I'm sure you can speak on this clearly more than me but I, I just appreciated her consideration and thought behind that yeah oh totally and I um, every I remember when everybody was was pregnant and thinking about Katie and thinking if she was, you know, having any difficulty, like how awful that would be. Um, And it does start feeling like a chore. You know, it's like it's annoying. So and I I think that it's awesome that like we live in such an uh, awesome place where you can go and seek help. She has the money to do it. Go just get checked out. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's why those doctors are there. Yeah. So, well, do they have the money though? I'm a little worried about that. Like, you know what? I would understand the the difference in the the loan situation if Schwartz and Katie came out and said, "Dude, we just laid out fifty grand for these fertility treatments. We don't have the home equity that you do because that doesn't really line up. Because if you think about it, Katie and Sandoval should be making the same amount of money." 
and then Schwartz and Ariana because they both came on. Schwartz, people forget, was not a full-time cast member. He was a friend of for the first two seasons, uh-huh. right? And Ariana as well. Uh, well, she wasn't even in season one, but, you know, they really came into it one to two seasons later. So they're going to be at their level, but Sandoval and Katie are at the same level. So why, like, where's the spending difference? Like, why does Sandoval have so much more money and freedom than Katie and Tom? I don't know. I feel like because they bought a house for $1.9 million, which was probably honestly over a little bit what they should have bought. I think they overextended themselves. Like maybe they didn't have great credit. Like, you know, they didn't get a good deal. And they both 1.9? Uh, I don't know. Or, or about like 1.8 or 1.9 or, but yeah, maybe, you know what? You're right. It could be the, the credit score and that they got a higher interest rate maybe than Sandoval and Sandoval does seem like although Kristen used to talk about his credit and shit like that but he does seem like someone that would have be very anal about his good credit yeah so Tom and Ariana's was two million so why would they have so much more money than Tom and Katie it has to go down to credit then yeah or like they, or when they, they got, got car loan yeah, or when they got the house appraised or something, like maybe Tom and Ariana's is more appraises for hire or something. I don't know. I know maybe. you said that neighborhood was looking better, but <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe um, Katie and Tom had the like you know the car loan like you and I had at like thirty percent interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just. Just you know, years oh my ago. gosh! I Just have to kidding. I have to send you an email. Like you're gonna die with what ha- I I like having like a full meltdown about my life, dude. I'm oh. oh my god! I don't even know. I'm like dying. But um, yeah, crazy. This too shall pass. We'll get through it. I know. I'm yeah. try. I'm trying to breathe, but I barely can. Okay, so. Let's let's just um, dig into the Vanderpump rules. That will help me. Raquel and Lala. So I feel like, in a way, uh, I like that Lala reached out to Raquel. But like the bat thing, like, dude, you have the court. All your man likes to do is play pickleball. So you're setting herself up for a bet. So I know I did think it was kind and graceful for Lala to say. You don't really have to do this. I was just trying to... But at the same time, like... Like, I root for Raquel because she's like, no, I'm going to honor my bet. I'm going to challenge myself to grow and and get ballsier. She's trying... Yeah, she's trying to hang and, like, and show Lala, like, no, I can back up my stuff like you do. Like, she was trying to... So, basically, what happened, in case you didn't watch this scene, uh, Lala invited Raquel over to play a pickleball match and she really hyped up Raquel as she was coming over like oh my gosh me and Randall both were like Raquel is so good so here Raquel is feeling great and it comes down to it they go out there and play and Lala like kicks her ass like she won like 11 to 0 or something zero. so that's where I think the, the bet is shady I felt like a tinge of um, Selma Blair and Legally Blonde when she when she's all like smiley to uh, what's her name Reese's character and she's like, yeah, come to a party. It's a costume party. Like, it was like that kind of shit. Yeah. She set, she set her up. Yeah. I mean, 
maybe she didn't. I I actually believed her the first time around because I watched it twice. I watched it last night as I was falling asleep, and then I rewatched it this morning. And so this morning I had a different perspective. I was like, she knew she was gonna lose. Maybe she's pushing her out of her comfort zone to help her grow, or maybe she's just setting her up like a fucking bitch. And Reese Witherspoon shows up in the bunny costume. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like just like Reese Witherspoon, Raquel still looked great playing, and I think that it showed that she's a great sport. So basically what yeah. Lala said is she goes, if I win, then you have to make a toast, and you have to say when James proposed, it made you so wet, which, you know, Raquel has said she's not comfortable talking about that stuff. I don't blame her. Um, yeah. And then if Lala lost, she had to say that it made her wet when James proposed. So both, like, ugh. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so then at the end, like, she sits there with Raquel and is like, look, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And Raquel's like, no, I feel like I kind of do have to do it, you know. Uh, what, what, do you think about, it. what do you think about her calling her Kel instead of Raquel? Do you think that... Hey, Kels. It's like, hey, Shishu. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want more, like, I want Lala to be more authentic. I want to get in deeper with Lala and she's just not giving it to me right now I feel like in this season I'm like speaking only on this season I feel like she is hustling she is really she's really hustling for the storyline she's kind of being the bad guy and um hoping that we kind of applaud her for that and I it's just not feeling right and so I'm not there like there, I just feel like there was different things she could have done in this scene that would have gotten us there. Well, I think she knew she was on the chopping block because all of the people that were let go, Jackson, Brittany being six months later than the others, was more of a... They didn't make a thing out of that, like a racism thing, even though Jack said just as bad shit as Stassi did. Mm-hmm. They made it more of like, we're going in a different direction. Right. And I really think based on the last two years of Lala and the viewers, fan, the fan, whatever, their comments mm-hmm. all over the internet of basically she's irrelevant. She doesn't give anything up because she can't because Rand doesn't allow her to. You know what I mean? Like, and she really was the last year or two. Just it, it was more manufactured shit. Um and it wasn't because, oh, she's sober now, so she's not bad. No, her, her issues are with her mouth and anger. Yes, alcohol enhances that, clearly. But I think she knew she was on the chopping block. I knew she saw, I'm sure she saw, oh, she's irrelevant. And now she's not even friends with anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. And especially during COVID, she really burned those bridges. She mm-hmm. burned, because she burned the bridge with Sheena. Sheena's very close to James and Raquel, always has been. So, in essence, like, James is always still going to like suck up to Lala but at the end of the day he's actually hanging out with Sheena and Brock. I mean she she really dropped all of her marbles into the Stassi, Kristen Katie basket and now she's having to really hustle because yeah she's got to prove that she she can still do her job and I just I don't know although she's doing a lot she's doing a lot of work it's just yeah. like I'm not able to applaud it yet because it's just not quite working for me. Well, and I think it's kind of what we heard a little bit too with a scene that will be coming up later this season of she kind of stepped in and volunteered to do like some dirty work for someone else. Um, I think 
on the guise of, oh, I'll I'll do it for you. I'll save you. I don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. I'll do it. I'll do the dirty work for you. Uh, I don't think it was that selfless. I think it was that will keep me in the mix. That will keep me relevant. If I do the dirty work, yeah, I'll be called a villain and blah, blah, blah. But in, you know, when we're talking about reality TV and comment, good, you know, bad press is good press. And so for her to volunteer to do some dirty work is not because she's trying to save someone else. It's right. because she's it's for a selfish reason. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think about like growth and everything because now she has to put all her eggs in Katie's basket. Mm-hmm. And Katie, of all people, the one that she insulted the most so many times. And I just think about, which we'll get to when we get there with the Brock stuff, because I, we'll, we'll talk about Brock. I'm not defending Brock here. But like, she can't believe someone maybe has grown or they did something bad eight years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. But it's like, well, by, by that, I just, I'm like Katie wool, um, by that thought process, then we could say, we haven't grown since you insulted Katie or you, yes, we believe you've grown. You've shown it, proved it that, yeah, you're not going to call someone out on their body weight or whatnot. But for you, to say maybe Brock hasn't grown or evolved, how how can you say that? If you're going to say that, then we don't believe you either. Like, just wait for people when he says, "I'm going to prove it to you," which he doesn't have to. But that really means I will show you by my actions. Okay, Lala, show us by your actions. Okay, yes, Lala. In the last two years or year, you haven't body shamed anyone. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to take this as you've grown, you realize that's bullshit, you're not going to do it anymore. So apply the same concept to Brock and understand yeah. that maybe he did something he's not proud of. So now we got to give we just need to give him like 2 years to prove it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about him later because I'm not giving passes out here. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about Lala specifically when she's talking about, I'm a grown ass woke woman. I'm grown because I have a baby now. It's like, yeah, but you still act like a fucking asshole and you still do shit. Maybe you're not calling Katie fat, Caddy, Caddy fat right now, but you know, okay, we'll get there. Um, I I also have in my notes that the next time that I am in LA that I want to drive um, to Lala's. I've seen all the houses, but I have not seen her in Randall's house. I thought about that as um, one of our listeners went there and I was jamming her over the weekend. She did go. I, I gave her my tips. I'm like, eat here, but definitely go in here, walk through. I go, you don't even have to get a drink, but whatever. I gave her that. She, you know, she got a picture with Peter. I, you know, that's just what where where it's at these days, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's all you can really expect, and be happy with it. Um, but I do want to. I realized because I sent her the addresses, you know, to do the drive-bys, mm-hmm. and I realized when I was doing it with Michaela, we didn't have Lala's, so we need that. And. I also really had planned on doing a sugar taco stop and I didn't, but I'm hoping after hearing Jamie talk about their turnaround, that the Laguna one is going to open soon. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I haven't been because otherwise I want to, I want to go. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. 
Okay, so... Okay, um, okay so the, the DFH box. I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it's a good idea. I I'm think, not sure I'm I think it's a, a good idea, but as a frequent subscri subscription box buyer myself, I normally do one and then I cancel because I yeah. get overwhelmed by either... I don't know, like Ronnie had a stitch fix box and I loved it. It was awesome. But then it's a little overwhelming when it comes too often and then I already have stuff or then it's like I don't have the money at the yeah. time. I don't know. It just gets a little overwhelming. So I don't know yeah. unless it was stellar, like unless it was like on theme with like holidays and this and that and so much fun. I don't know that I would like have it a 12-month subscription. No, I, I think that... Oh, I think it would have been great during lockdown and COVID. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I was listening to Katie's podcast and, and someone had that said, can you say something nice about every cast member? And one of the things she said about Ariana was she's very smart and very driven. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm just going to say I haven't, I definitely, you know, she definitely, she's smart. The drive there or the focus, I haven't necessarily seen yeah. Although she um, she does, um, I do like that she's always has ideas, but sometimes the follow through yes. isn't there. But I do appreciate that she's working her mind. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hold on one sec. Okay. So okay, my thought process behind the DFH box is, I think if could be great for people like yourself, Holly, that don't know how to make a cocktail, but want to feel like they're having a craft cocktail from an, a nice, cool craft bar, like a Tom Tom, um, especially in places where there are no such thing. Um, totally get that. And I think it's like, I think it could be great for me personally. I'm a little apprehensive because I saw the ingredients and I had to look them up and, Okay, Amaretti. It's a premium syrup company. Actually, they have a shit ton of products and a shit ton of syrups, nectars. Like, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm sure it's stuff I could. I'm sure I can buy this brand probably at Bevmo. So, um, I'm not gonna order it online. I'm gonna go check out Bevmo. Um, I don't like syrups. I don't like mixers. It. I don't know. I just feel like I have got rot. Like. One of the reasons I rarely drink margaritas is because I hate sweet and sour. I feel like it just gut rots me. So I love a margarita. If it's a fresh scratch margarita with fresh lime juice, fresh orange, real, you know, just not syrup, not mixer. So I'm worried about the, the thing. This is personally for me. This is not, I think a lot of America would be a like, cool I'm going to make this like pear martini. I'm going to make this chocolate martini and I don't have to go buy six bottles of different liquors. Cause one thing I will say about the fancy AF cocktails book is it is a little inaccessible for most people because I, even I, I, you know, I live in California, huge, you know, where they're getting this shit. Um, it's difficult to find some of the ingredients that they are, you know, pea shoot liqueur or St. Germain's. Even St. Germain's you can't get at 
most grocery stores. It's it's more of a specialty thing. I had to go to a specialty liquor store to find it to make what I was making on premiere night. Um, I think that was for the nutcase. Um, it's not a in their book. There's not a, a lot of accessible ingredients for most of America, unless you're inner city and you're really committed to you know whatnot. So I do think the kit could work for that. Um, yeah, it would be nice to have like all the ingredients, especially for someone like me who doesn't have all that stuff. Hundred percent. Someone like you that doesn't even like Brock said. All we do is make a vodka crayon or a vodka Red Bull. They're really I jacked, felt you know? very seen by the whole Brock thing. I felt like um, <laughs> I like I didn't want You're to like, re- raise it. Yeah, I didn't want to relate to him, but I was like, oh shit, I'm Brock. You know, like. Ex- Except for when he commented on, like, hey, like, your American food isn't even that good. I was like, ooh, like, I, I love our oh. American food. Yeah, well, I'll comment on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so the kit thing, I think it's a great idea and could be great. However, also, you're going to be throwing this out to middle America where maybe they don't have access to the thing. So you're going to get it in a kit. But your kit's going to be, like, $60 and it's not going to – and it's going to give you four drinks. You know what? They're going to want more for – and they're going to be like four ounce drinks or something. So I, I just don't see it being that sustainable. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to give people ideas and then they're going to like, you know, go off on their own and take those ideas and make it, you know what? The same thing. Whenever we got all those things like home chef and top, whatever the kids, the boxes. Yeah. I, I would keep the in- ingredient cards or even the recipes. So I'm like, as a, as a reminder, like I don't really, you know, as you know, don't like to use recipes, but I like to look at menus and look at recipes and, uh, and then go off that right. as a base and give me ideas. And sometimes I forget about, oh, that's right. That was good. Let me make something that, like that or right. exactly that. So you save those recipe cards, right? Because you can go buy your the, the same shit that they're sending you in a box. Um, I don't know. I just I saw all the syrups on her counter and I got worried for myself, but I I think it's a good idea. I, I just don't think it's gonna be. I don't think she's gonna get monthly subscribers. I think people are gonna do it for the kitsch of it for maybe you know a few two three months. Um, you know I'll try it to support her and I want I'm curious. Um, but uh, as you guys saw, I was making cocktails um, during the first few weeks of you know, the season starting, what I was trying to do is make cocktails from the Sir and Tom Tom list, make them as is, but also make a, a more accessible version where you don't have to go buy pea shoot liquor somewhere. God knows where you find that shit. And also make them less sugary and like low sugar, low carb, because it's a lot everyone's concerned about their sugar content right now either for you know if they're keto or if they have diabetes or whatnot just calories yeah like i'm trying to make versions of these cocktails that are healthier fresher low-cal low sugar so these syrups that she had on her counter they scare me and if that's what's going in the box it scares me i think it's gonna be super fun a super fun kit to get I think you're going to be excited and be like, oh, cool. Yay. I have this and this and this. 
But I think the novelty will wear off within, you know, two to three months and people will cancel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because I was thinking like, okay, let's say that I get one in the mail and it's like, like you said, it's for four cocktails. I'd probably be like, you know what? I'm going to wait until some of my friends come over. Then I can just bust that out and I have everything I need. But then I would like put it in a cupboard and then my friends would come over and I would forget and then I wouldn't open it. Then the next one would come. And yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. If I would... It, it depends on how much it is, I guess, too. Yeah. You know, I ordered from this place down here. It's actually a, a brewery. And um, I ordered just to get the, like, their amazing sandwich. And then I saw when I was online, they had beer to go. And they put it in a pouch and vacuum seal. I was like, oh, my God, I get get beer on tap at home? Because, like, that's what I love. I love beer on tap. So if I go to the casino or a sports bar for football... I love that. Does it really taste different? And I'm like, yes, a thousand million percent. Like, I have no interest in a bottle of beer anymore. Don't even get me started on a can. I will never drink a can. <laughs> That's <just> weird. <laughs> a, a cold, cold bottle here and there, sure, but there's nothing better than draft. And so this is that. You know, remember when during COVID and I went to BJ's and they gave me that big jug and I was so stoked? Yeah. I that was um, that was a cool part of COVID was like the drinks to go like we've we've never had that here you know so this place still has that but when I was ordering the beer I saw they have craft cocktails to go and their home uh, ingredient like scratch ingredients freshly sque- uh, squeezed like strawberry juice with cayenne and freshly squeezed lemon mixed with the vodka and it comes in like the bottle like you know like a nectar bottle or suju bottle and it says it's four drinks and I'm like yeah right there's no way but then sure enough you 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 look on the back of the the bottle and it says this is a pre-made craft cocktail with fresh ingredients you know so it's going to expire yeah, you know, with just like a, a a normal fresh juice would within a couple weeks, mm-hmm. um, and then it's like put it in a shaker with some ice and and sure enough, it was like four cocktails. You know, it wasn't cheap because I was like, oh my god, this is like a juice bottle for twenty five dollars, but it actually really was. Well, maybe it was like three drinks for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But all you had to do was like shake it with some ice and it really became, and I was like, and it was so good and it was so fresh. So I was kind of excited when she was talking about this box. I was like, ooh, maybe they have, but I don't think they could do that because it would need to be refrigerated. Yeah. Because this was, you know, it's a fresh juice, so it needs to be cold. Yeah. So it would have to come in like a hello fresh insulated icy and therefore your cost is going to go up. So yeah, I totally understand why she's doing the syrup thing because that's all that can just go in regular mail like the, you know, sealed syrup with the I yeah, vodka. I still don't mind the syrup though because again like I would probably would never like buy a big old bottle of that. So like I would be down to buy her thing and try it. You know what I mean? Like I I still yeah. get it. It's cool. It's just worried worrisome because there's a lot of sh- uh, hidden sugars and yeah syrup, yeah so. yeah yeah anyways okay but i'm excited and when it's ready i will order it maybe we'll do giveaways for it uh we are here to support it and totally. give it a chance 100 percent. yes um 
Okay, so where are we? We so Sheena, I mean, I agree with Sheena standing up for Katie um, against Sandoval that it, they are partners. They share a home. They're married. Katie makes more than Schwartz. So this whole investment, like, Sheena's right. It's like, it does affect her. It's her money. It's her home. It's her marriage. It's her investment as much as it is Tom's. I don't know. I kind of agree with that, and I kind of yes, I I do. I get that, but um, I don't know. Working with spouses is always hard. I I don't. I think they yeah. they, they truly need to hash it out though and figure it out and be like, look, like we respect you, Ariana. We respect you, Katie. Both you know the Toms need to say that, but like this, we're gonna keep you guys out of it just to keep it business. We're just gonna keep it between us, like nothing personal, but. We just feel like that's like they need to have that conversation. Yeah. If they don't want their help, then they need to say it. No, it's definitely smart and the way to go. Katie does not need to be a third partner that would circumvent everything. And Sandoval would be like, "Oh, it's you two against me." Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, but for him to just dismiss her the way he keeps doing it, he, this has nothing to do with you, Katie. It's like, but it does. It's her. It's half of her money. So and I, I think that, I, I just that, don't like the disrespect. Yeah, well, and then the disrespect is also coming from Schwartz not standing up for her. It's like it's getting old. It's like, yes. dude, you, it, it's enough. You gotta, you gotta stand up for her. Like yeah. you know, just say like they need to have a conversation. I don't. It's we can't keep doing this. No, it, it's actually Schwartz's fault. Like like we said, yeah. If Katie and Tom Sandoval sat down. They both have more business. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, Sandoval's very emotional. But I think they could have a meeting of the minds. And Katie could explain, look, this is half my life, too, because our finances, because we're actually married, it they are very intertwined. I, you know, I just, when I say I want to train the staff, it's because I feel like I have, a. she does have a lot of experience doing that. She's been doing it since she was 11 years old. Like, I want to make sure it's a success and they're doing the best they can and you know has tom or tom been a server maybe not yeah you know she has so i don't think it's unreasonable but i do agree that it's it's best to keep it separate but you know she's got a valid point and if if she if sandoval could hear her without interrupting and truly listen to her perspective without maybe she should just write him a letter actually yes yes <laughs> Because otherwise, he's just going to be thinking of his comeback and his defense. Yeah. Let's bring back letter writing, shall we? I, I've been I think, got, I've been thinking about writing someone in my life a letter, and then I, I was just like, I kind of laughed at myself because it really does feel like such an old like form of communication. It's so. It's, you know what though? I have a whole bunch of stamps. If you do want to, I will hook you up on the stampage. Really? Okay. Cool. Maybe, maybe, actually, maybe I'll send Katie some stamps. Yes. Just a polite letter saying, yeah, just say, just send try it. this. Yeah, try it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That Never is a good idea. Address. Yeah. It's coming from a loving place. Yeah, I'm sure she <laughs> would appreciate that. It's a pain going to the post office to get one. Yeah, I went the other, like, like a Monday or two ago. And I was like, what? And me and, like, a whole bunch of other people. And it was, like, locked. We're like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. Labor Day, Memorial Day, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, it was 
Columbus Day slash Indigenous Peoples Day. And I was like, okay, I didn't get that because, you know, other things were open, but nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah, that's a chore. A so then I had to go back again. Yeah. Because I didn't have, what didn't I have? It was a Poshmark thing. So, uh, you know, I print out the label. I think it was out of the actual free envelopes. So I had to go get those. Oh, okay. Otherwise, you don't really need to go there. Yeah. You just send it. Oh. All right. So they're there. Sheena says her thing. And then they all go into the other room. And Sheena's like, Brock, can I talk to you? And... This is where I think, you know, obviously, you know, it's not scripted, it's real, but they're pandering to the camera yeah. because I'm like, I'm sorry, you needed to pull Brock out at this moment, don't yeah, you she, live with him? Yeah, she's all, hey Brock, I wanted to say this to you in the car, but, um, you know, I didn't, so let's talk about it now. Yeah, yeah you'd be like, Summer was crying, oh wait, Summer's not with us. Like, yeah, you had the car ride, you had, I don't know, all day, all night, all... yeah. So, pandering to the camera. But I appreciate yeah. that they're doing it on camera, so we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not calculated. It's just, okay, wait for it, wait for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, she informs him about her talk with Lala in the baby shop, and, um, you know, I, I don't know what went on with Sheena and Brock prior to filming like did she warn him like hey everything is going to come out if you know don't say anything I, I appreciate the openness and honesty because internet sleuths would sleuth this out and probably already had yes we knew he had children yes we knew about the ex um, to the extent of what we've seen no but so I applaud him for the honesty and not hiding anything and keeping it real. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she should have warned him to say it himself and not trust someone like Lala, who he should have known. But I guess he doesn't know the full history. He just knows recent history. I don't know. I don't know. I have a theory on the Lala thing, too. I, I, we've heard from a couple of sources that this is how this went down that the reason that Lala had this information is because Brock gave it to her you know trusting and being naive and the fact that he's giving too much info to her maybe that's how it happened but I feel like um in having Brock come on board and the way that they promoted him from the beginning that um like they it's people's jobs on that show to know the ins and outs of these people like i i just i wonder if it was somebody else that got this information like one of the showrunners that that's their job um and then once again this was kind of presented on a trade of lala like can you do this can you come at sheena about all of this you know information about brock yeah, I ju- I we just... did hear because he was confronted even at BravoCon, they were like all over him like can you can you join? Can yeah. you get on board? Yeah. Like he was very new then. He they'd only been dating a little while. So it's all I mean to me it seems like that you know 
we we know other people that have tried to be on the show as a more permanent um, personality, and they have not been accepted with open arms. They may still be on the outskirts and stuff like that, but they've never kind of gotten in to be a main character. Brock was welcomed with open arms, and I believe because... I mean, this is their jobs is to sniff out drama like this. And Brock is just the prize on a platter. You know what I mean? Like just all of this stuff that he has going on is perfect yeah. for reality TV, unfortunately. So I don't know. I just wonder about that. Yeah. The one thing I noticed is he kept saying, and he did this throughout the episode, I'm trying to provide for my whole family. Like, I'm not going to do the accent. My whole family. No, I've been, I've been trying. I've been sending back, you know, for my whole family, and I want to go back and support my whole family. Like, I take that to mean like he's trying to help his Parents, maybe mom and dad, sister, sister mm-hmm. and his kids. Yes, I, that's how I took it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's questions to be raised there because let's just take the restraining order out of the situation. Let's just talk about the child support, which. You know, she reveals is the actual real issue right now. You know, okay, he's uh, okay right now. It's, it's very clear Sheena's paying, but do they need San Diego, Hollywood, and Palm Springs? Well, Sheena had already bought the Palm Springs house, but now they live in Hollywood. Maybe they should have given up their San Diego place, mm-hmm. or maybe they should do a short-term rental in Hollywood for the filming. Maybe that's what they did. I don't know. They're still there. Filming's wrapped. I don't know why they're still there. He's. I know originally he was signed to play uh, L.A. professional football or rugby, not NFL, but you know how they have the pro teams. But that never seemed to happen, come to fruition. And I, I thought at first it was because of COVID. I don't know if it was COVID or if it, the deal dropped. But there's no real reason for them to be in Hollywood right now after they wrapped. Um, so she's paying three places, none of which are cheap. I mean, the, the San Diego place is beachside, and it's huge. And the Wallace brand, not cheap, right? Um, it's not her job to pay his child support, but, like, how much was he paying for? I think he lived pretty frugally before Sheena. Like, he just drove a motorcycle locally around San Diego, had a place in PB, Pacific Beach. Beach, which is, you know, kind of like Party Central. Still expensive to live here, but uh, maybe he was able to send bits and pieces. But pretty sure she's paying, like, you know, all the bills. He's even said that on their podcast that she's the main breadwinner because his business is it's just an entrepreneurial business. They're not necessarily neg- uh, negative or positive. It's a gym, and I know personally they are constantly doing promotions like I mean give it up to them they're doing constant things to like hey hey, comedy night or social hour or to get people to go Mm -hmm. and and I think it's great but you know he has business partners he's it's not like he owns that free and clear himself and there's a whole bunch of them Um, I don't know I just the whole family thing when you think about it like she went to Australia. He's like, come to Australia because he went down there for a work thing or try to chase down his family. Come down here. And she did because she loved it down there. She's like, okay. It was like a month or two after they were dating. And then he surprised her with a trip to Bali. 
like, okay, plane tickets. I know it's cheap to stay in Bali, but I don't think they stayed necessarily cheaply. Like, okay, well, you had money to throw away, throw away to woo this girl, fly her to another country, put her up on your dime. Like that, there's some back child support over there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to be your forensic accountant and say, you can't afford that milkshake buster. But at the same time, it doesn't look good. If you're his ex and you're seeing this on social media, he's flying some new girl who's like a reality star in America and you left your kids to go to America and you now you're flying her to Bali. And I, I think that would sting a little bit. Yeah. Like you haven't paid child support, but you're paying for this. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing. Um, so, um, what did I was humiliated for Sheena though, when Lala decides to bring this up in front of Lisa, it's like, it would be embarrassing enough for your friend to step to you about something personal like this, but to do it in front of your boss is like horrifying. Like you could see that Sheena was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, um, and that they hadn't really met and that Sheena is so known for always over exaggerating or like, I, I think it's a great quality to see the best in someone and trust them until they prove you wrong and she still does this even though she's been fucked around so hard she still is that great person that believes the best and trusts people and like what they say she believes them and I believe him too I do believe he is you know not this douchebag I believe he's trying um but do we know I don't know but she's she's that person but Lisa is a little more cynical and she probably just sees everything's perfect everything's perfect because Sheena does put on that I know everything everything's fine he didn't do it blah 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 but you know flashback to Shay no he's not doing it he's fine everything Mm -hmm. you know what it's like she's just seen it too many times as we all have do we know the whole story no Um, we're going uh, I do like that we're going off of like Brock's own words and not just like rumors. Um, so can we, you know? I'm a little that. disappointed. I mean, it's not my place to say how he should have reacted or anything, but I think that as a viewer, what I may have, I may have had a little bit more, um, I don't know, I would have been a little more sympathetic if he was like, look, um, I came here, uh, you know, with a dream to play football. That didn't work out. Um, and then things just spiraled into me continuing to try to make it work and follow this dream and until now I haven't really been successful but now that I'm with Sheena and all of like that's honestly what the truth is is it's like this guy this guy has tried and tried and tried and tried for years here in America five years and nothing has really happened he's met Sheena and now he does have a job he's gonna get paid by Bravo um, so I wish he kind of would have said that and it's been like, look, I have, yeah. I've tried, like maybe people want to judge me and say like, that was really shitty of me to do, but it was the only thing I could do in the moment. And so that's the choice that I made. I feel like if he would have said that, it would have been like, okay, yeah. fair. Like we're, we all make choices and you know, I, I think it's a, it's, 
I don't know. A lot of people would say that's not the best choice, but it is a choice. You know, like he made a choice and that's what he did. So, and, and, and to be fair, like his gym, it's like, you're not going to make a profit off your gym immediately. Like Tamara judge talks about this, how it's a struggle. Right. And so he's newer to it. So he did a lot of, I see a lot of comments out there. He's just looking to be famous. He wanted to be an actor. That's why he came to America. It's like, no, he was a professional rugby player, successful. But if you think about it, there's a team in Australia and there's a team in New Zealand, the All Blacks. And maybe, yeah, maybe there's a minor league team where you're not going to make the money there. But if he was thinking he could translate that to American football because he was successful and he was professional, if he came here, studied, went to college, I think he went to community college or something, to play American football, to try and get drafted to the NFL, think about it. There's like 32 teams in America. He has 32 chances to get on a team here, even third string. I Australia, mean, he has one or two chances. According, so, yes. according to social media, his family was very much supportive, the ex-wife too, of him coming and trying this. Like he, they were very much propping him, you know, setting up saying, you're, you're going to make it. And when it did not work out, I think that's when things went sour because it was like, okay, are you going to come home now to your children or are you going to continue to stay out there and, and chase something that you failed at basically um so i think you know he chose to not give up on his his dream and pursue you know whatever was going on out here um yeah i don't know he tried for the nfl but he um did get signed to i don't know if it was la rugby or you know how they have the professional football right Mm -hmm. like not the nfl but the you know the other team so he was signed to that. So like, yeah, that was like obviously like a second choice. So I believe he was still trying to make that happen. And in the meantime, opened up this gym with a partner or two to try and make ends meet, which makes sense for him. He could also train at it to try and get on these different teams. And he would meet other uh, football team members. He would train with them, try and get ins with them. And, you know, just still trying. He's been here five years and he's, you know, he he was in what, Colorado, he was in Vegas, then he was here. So he's going wherever the opportunities are leading him and still trying. I think now at his age, yeah, um, NFL out of the question. Like, can he still do rugby? And I think that's what he was going to do for LA um, pre-COVID. So he's still, you know, trying and I mean yeah I I just I still wave a big old red flag I feel like um yeah I I didn't like the way Lala broke down and crying where she was like I'm just so worried for Sheena it's like I feel that way too I'm very worried for Sheena um because like you said she kind of has this um she looks at the world through rose-colored glasses. Everything's great. Yes. You know, he's the best. And um, but we also know Sheena's going to be fine, like Lala said. She will be because she has the support of an amazing family. Mm-hmm. And she's always done things herself. Like, Sheena will be fine. It's just, yeah, we want Summer Moon to have her father and her father to have Summer Moon. Yeah, it's about, like, 
that. But and I also feel course- I also feel like Summer Moon is like this is really horrible, but I feel like it's like kind of a mini truth that um, Sheena keeps on like kind of pounding home and it hurts to hear it because you think of the other two kids. But, um, you know, Summer is a fresh start for him and he can, you know, be there to try to be the best dad for her. And sometimes when she like is like, he's the best dad, like I think of the other kids and I'm like, oh, like that must be really hard to hear or watch. I don't know. But, you know, because he has those other two kids, he shouldn't just sit on the couch and be like, sorry, Sheena, I have to ignore Summer Moon because I can't give my other kids attention, so I shouldn't give her attention either. So I'm just going to, you know, like, what's he supposed to do? It's it's a very yeah. horrible situation. I mean, right now, that he physically can't, like, Australia, it's very tight, closed borders. FaceTime, well, that's up to the mom. Well, pay your back child support. Got yeah. that. You know what it's reminding me of was Gretchen and Slade. Totally. That was very hard to watch. That was, yeah. that made me not like Slade and Gretchen because it was, you'd see all the stuff they would do and it would just be like, what about your kid that has medical issues, you know? Yeah. And, and, and but Gretchen was like, I'm not going to marry you until you get this straightened out. Because A, I think she thinks he needs to get it straightened out, but also B, she doesn't want to be liable and... I don't know how that will play out with Brock and Sheena. If she'll then be liable for child support. I mean, that's uh, the kids need what they need to get. And however it needs to happen. Cool. But you know, yeah, you should be smart about it. Did you hear what you're getting into? I I was reading um, this in a couple of threads and I, I missed this part. I was a little distracted at the end on this episode, but did Brock say that his like end goal is to go back to Australia he said he wants to he'll never leave Sheena and Summer Moon and yes his goal is to go I I think yes he said that to go back and take care of my whole family but I think he meant like get back there see my children go I mean and I know originally like early on when they would podcast together they talked about like living six months six months six months six months and then Sheena was like that's great she goes but once you know, our child is in school, that's not realistic. Right. So I do know he wants to go back there, but he actually, uh, you know, obviously wants to be financially secure and successful. Um, I don't think it, he did say that, but I think I, I interpreted it like, like he's saying he wants to get back there. Like he wants to go back, check in, like make sure everything's good, take care of his family financially. Yeah. Yes. Clean slate get back like be able to go there without all these feelings you know like just be able to go back there yeah yeah so yeah so overall i don't know i i'm i definitely i'm worried also but um i agree with you i think it was fucked up that lala brought that up in front of lisa it's one thing to bring it up in front of the girls but in front of lisa like that was that was a bitch move because like, again, like bringing something just, up in front of your parents, I just like imagine if the roles were reversed and Sheena did that to Lala. Lala would be like, "How dare you even talk about this when my daughter is in the other room? Like that is so inappropriate." Like, and like, yeah. 
it's it was just in a like she just had a baby and like let's not forget Sheena's state like Sheena really did just have a baby and now this is being brought up in front of Lisa on camera the other thing that really bothered me was how after kind of the whole altercation happened at the tea table Sheena kind of stops talking to everyone and starts texting on her phone and then Brock gets a text it's like ding it's all loud at Tom and Ariana's house and he's like hey guys look at this it's like is that really what you want to show the guys that Sheena's like Lisa just brought this up in front of law like that seemed very dumb staged and weird like yeah like what guy is gonna bring up that drama there yeah can you imagine when I brought you the lunchbox at Barry's yeah and Barry Barry was standing there or Jeff Jeffy whatever you're okay for those of you who don't know Holly's ex-bosses. Yes. If I had said, hey, Holly, here you go. I brought you some lunch. Oh, my God. I can't believe Chad just did this. Yeah. Whatever. You know, insert whatever you want it. But in front of your bosses. Like, that'd be the same. Like, they don't know Chad. They haven't met him. And I just, like, threw him under the bus like that. Like, that'd be so fucked up. The, yeah. The only reaction you can have is, like, kind of, like, going, like, uh-huh. And then looking at their faces to seeing if they're, they want to know more or, like, it's that's just horrible. Well, forever, that's going to be their interpretation now. Because you can't undo that first impression. If I would have been Sheena, like, I probably would have been, like, um... I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick, like, after that all happened. And then I'd probably go in and be like, Mom, you're not going to believe what they just did. And I'd probably tell my mom, like, I can't believe yeah. that, like, that that was just horrible. And even if yeah. she knew it was coming, which I'm sure she did, it was still very awkward. I think about the moment at the uh, Belmont when, you know, he's like, oh, okay, that's your character then. Well, good luck with that. And she's like, you can't attack me my character and then they talk about oh when was this is this oh I think it's in previews when she's like you cannot compare yourself to my man Rand my man is a stand up man like A he was cheating on his wife not just with you but with other women the only difference is yes he sees his children and he pays his child support but how ironic this scene is coming up she's like my man, she literally said, like, has this, like, is a, oh, a stand-up man. It's like, hmm, where are we now, Lala? How stand-up was he in Nashville? Or yeah. I also heard rumors about Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. Again, whoever's choice it was to have Lala kind of be the front person on this was truly brilliant because um, it, it, it's just... It's just rich coming from Lala. You know, it's like Lala, of all people, you're going to have her up on her high horse trying to look down on Brock. Like, yeah. Oh, and then what did you think about when, so so Brock, you know, tells the guys what's going on and he, he walks outside because he's, he's like, I'm leaving. He's like, I'm, I'm, Lala is such a bitch and da 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 da. And he's like, sucking a dick for a Land Rover, Range Rover. Mm hmm. I, well, clearly he heard that somewhere. Yeah, I was like, I thought he didn't watch the show or didn't know anything about it. <coughs> yeah, right? Like, I would be pissed if I heard him quote that. You know what I mean? I'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, t- takes on Brock. Like, pay your fucking back child support, mate. And this restraining order, I understand. 
very serious. Domestic violence, always serious. We should always believe it to be true. Obviously, we all know people or situations where that has been thrown and it's not true or it's used as a weapon. Mm -hmm. I've seen men use it against women. I've seen women use it against men. And it's just, it's become a a throw around thing that the DV and the RO, they've been throw around terms in America now for quite a long time. I'm not dismissing that. I'm not saying that he, this didn't happen. Um, let's just assume it did. Cool. Not cool. Um, I'm answering to the current situation, the back child support, the restraining order. I haven't seen the charges. I haven't seen the thing. Like I'm sure someone will dig it up. Uh, I don't know if the ex will ever do a thing. It's, uh, right now I I would say it's not my business but he did bring it up obviously he told Lala and he should have expected her to, to reveal it on camera um, it's gross nobody ever wants to see that no one supports that um, I don't know the details It let's say it's true as Sheena said it didn't happen or whatever happened was a long time ago and he's grown and that kind of goes into my thing with Lala like okay well it if this did happen, it is possible to grow. Lala, you've been very volatile and physical and verbally um, as James was, as others on the cast have been. Uh, Kristen has been both. Um, it's possible to grow so we can't just like put him in a box like these, he's this horrible monster. Um, so assuming it's true, it's possible he's grown and evolved. As he said, he was young. Um, so let's see how this plays out. We know the truth. He's spoken it. We can, you know, see see what happens. Um, if that has been released and dropped, then let's move forward and let's deal with, hey, I mean, it's not let's because it's not my business either. Is back child support? Okay, get current, bro. Like, get good on your obligations with your children and I hope then that leads to FaceTimes and then in-persons when the borders open. I hope that for you. So yeah, I know he says I'll prove it to you and she's like you don't have to prove anything to anyone. He doesn't and they don't. Uh, But you opened yourself up for this and people are going to weigh in as they have. Um, so let's just see what happens, I guess. You know, I, I, I'm glad there's no speculation. He's admitted both things, and let's move on from there, I guess. And I guess we've forgiven other people that have been volatile on the show, and we've actually seen it on the show where we haven't, we don't know his case other than it existed. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's tough to comment on, just, you know. Just take it as it comes, I guess. Yeah, super uh, interesting storyline, but um, the yeah, I, food. I can't. Oh, I can't wait to see next week. It looks like they they bring it up more, and we're going to get into it a little bit more. So I I'm looking forward to the reveal of more and more. Yeah. Okay. I'll comment on boys' night and American food. Oh yes the cheese whiz and the pie and the wings and okay yes agree a thousand percent Australian food okay I know you don't watch Potomac but yeah Michael and Ashley tried to do their Australian food restaurant didn't work 
Yeah, Australia, you're not known for your food. But I think what he was getting at, because when I visited Australia and New Zealand, yeah, you don't want their, it's like English food. It's awful. Um, I mean, not all of it, but they're not known for exquisite cuisine, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but what those countries do do is very international. So every place I was at, I mean, it's like everything is very Asian inspired. Like, you know, how like here you'll, okay, let's go get Korean barbecue. Let's go get Thai. Let's go get Chinese. Mm-hmm. Let's go get American. Let's, um, but there's so many American restaurants here. There, I wouldn't say there's a lot of local Australian cuisine restaurants or local New Zealand cuisine restaurants. It's uh, everything else. Okay. So I think that's what he meant. Like the focus is on like more international cuisine there than here we're focused on American food. Yeah. Which is true. Because, I mean, we do have obviously our yeah everyone orders in this and that and that but the staple is American food Mm -hmm. and it's it's kind of famous for that so whether it's you know you like it or don't I mean obviously we like it I don't think I necessarily like authentic Australian cuisine I did eat a little bit and in New Zealand you know that that's where you treasure the uh international options they offer yeah so i don't know it's just funny it was funny him holding the cheese wits upside down be like hmm. yeah <laughs> um we just have to talk about the fertility stuff okay so we didn't go there <sighs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> i think i skipped I just- it on purpose um okay so I thought it was funny. I thought they handled it with some comedy relief. It was hilarious. Um, so basically they go to the fertility place and they check um, Katie first. And the doctor's like, what a pristine uterus, you know. And so they checked her follicles. Everything was good. And then they went to the office to discuss um, Tom's sperm. And uh, while they're in there, uh, she's like, okay, well, you do... Um, <laughs> How did she describe it? Where are my notes? Um, have like four percent solids for. Yeah, um, she's like your semen's on the lower side, and you have something called morphology, where your sperm don't have normal shaped heads. Um, which was I don't know. It, for some reason, it was like even though it's like you know a, a medical term and everything and a medical situation it, it was tracks. it was it so tracks. schwartz it was so and you could tell he wasn't even that surprised you know and katie was just like ugh, like oh my oh. god she's like watch, watch what happens live Paige was like no i'm not surprised at all so yeah that, it's not just us that was funny um so then the doctor proceeds to like start asking you know she's like look it's bad but we can still work with this let's just do some lifestyle changes how many drinks do you have per week and like you know tom was like super honest and he's like i don't know 10 to 20 drinks and her face was like uh okay but here's where i'm gonna step in okay this is where you're not experienced you have that shit it's like when someone says how many people have you slept with you're at least halving it, if not one-thirding it, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So for him to say 10 to 20... He was too honest. It, it's 30 to 40, 40 to 50. No. No, I don't think he was too honest. I think he halved it. Like, if you say, how many... If you've slept with 10 people, how many people have you slept with? Five? How many drinks do you drink a week? 10 to 20? It's really 20 to 40. Oh, my it's, God. It, he, he wasn't... That, oh, how many times do you... Oh, I smoke pot once a week. No, probably... And... Did you notice he said smoke? Yeah. So, okay, maybe you smoke pot once a week. It's probably, that means it's probably three. But you probably take edibles every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's not the smoking, Tom. It's the actual pot that, you know, I don't know. I've heard that from a lot of people. You're supposed to lay off the pot for sperm stuff, right? And then I died um, when she was like, do you go in the hot tub a lot? And he's like, Oh, yeah, I do. And I love baths. Like, oh, my God. Okay, so my worst worst scenario for this doctor was not for her to say, cut down to four drinks a week and cut out the pot. Her worst advice was stop taking baths. Because I was like, no, 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 no. Don't say that to him. No, <laughs> we want to encourage this. We want You're going to send him back to the swamp. No, he's to take a bath, and if he has to risk fertility, th- then so be it. Okay, <laughs> but like I feel like a bath like may not be good for him because he's just like sitting in his Soaking. own like yuckiness. So uh, like switching to a shower, even if it's just you know a couple <laughs> days a week versus all of his baths, maybe it'll help. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like. I would say, like, maybe one of his brothers, Antwerp, like, they do kind of remind me of um, the Charlie Brown guy with the... Yes, with the little cloud above him or whatever. Or the, the, the dirt pile dirt, that yeah. follows him. Mm-hmm. Was that Linus or yeah, Dirt Head? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who, there's the piano player. That guy. Schroeder. That's yeah, Schroeder. yeah, so yeah. Maybe it's Linus. Or Linus has a baby blanket, and then there's, like, the dirt pile kit. Yeah, I'm googling it. That's just a that's like Schwartz and the as Lisa would say, pig pen, pig pen. Well, (laughs) are really not holding back any mystery on that name. Oh my god! You see, and then you know, like his own wedding day, he's like bathing in a swampy, mossy patch of the river. (laughs) Just like he even took a bath that day. Oh my god. That's but how... it was a cold one. That's good for his balls. <laughs> She's all, that's why the genitals are on the outside of the body. So it stays cooler. Um, oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, Schwartz was feeling a little defeated about his, you know, jacked up head sperm. But um, he's going to make those corrections and see what happens. Okay. Why I really wanted to bring up the fertility is because something that I just can't even really discuss with the right mind and normally this is something I would meme about okay um, in my past podcast life history okay this is this is you know I'd be waiting to meme about this I am not falling prey to this I personally believe there is a puppet master that is challenging me and probably a lot of other people right now going 
dance puppet dance or dance monkey dance. I don't know if that's an appropriate, you know, whatever. I believe there's a puppet master and her name is Katie. And she is like, see, I'm going to make them do this. So the joke is on them. You know what? I'm not falling for it. I am not going to make a meme of your crew neck, gray jacks, 80s t-shirt. And then with the pretty and pink feathers, with the Barney purple pants, Polly pants that came back from watching Emma's live. Why did she, those should have been in the trash. Stassi, you were being the worst friend of Katie. You let her go on, first of all. And then not only did I thought, oh, maybe she just saved the pants, but then she goes to Lisa and she puts the blazer back on. But then with that shirt, I think we're just being fucking punked right now. I am looking for Ashton Kutcher behind the internet walls. I, I see you, Katie. I'm a big fan of yours this episode in particular. I'm not falling for your trap. I see you. I see you very clearly. The Ashton Kutcher thing you. is such an old reference. That's hilarious. <laughs> you calling me fucking old again? <laughs> no, the Welcome Back Cotter reference, that's old. Ashton Kutcher is like, at least you were born. I know I just I like I literally just like forgot about that and you did like now I pictured him behind the wall like you said and I, it would just reminded me I have not heard of that for a okay, while what's what's the new one like a, some TikTok jokester I'm supposed oh like um <laughs> and what's the other guy what's he like the guy and he was on over jackass guy that's even older than Oh my gosh. You know what? Funny. I miss Candid Camera with Ed McMahon, okay? How about that? Yeah, that was a good one. See, I know that. So, there, there's no way she's fucking serious, right? There's no way. She's fucking us. She's fucking with us. I don't, like, I'm, like, kind of nervous to speak right now because I didn't hate what she was wearing. You're insane. Like, you're, you're, you're now repunking me. This is like a. I don't. I saw what you saw. I saw. I saw. Like I, like I, I saw it. But for some reason, it's like so on brand for Katie that like I've stopped reacting to the TV when I see it, and I'm just like, hmm, interesting. I'm now thinking back to when I dressed up with all of them, and I tried to put the most ridiculous shit together <laughs> for Katie, and I'm actually looking at it. It's like, God, that was so fucking edited and cool because it fucking was it was like a dusty rose lace up baby doll dress with a red and black flannel and combat boots but then dainty tights like that was a fucking great look no this is a fucking joke you're kidding me and it's okay A no one wears that shade of grey except for like my fucking father I'm sorry it's no longer here but that's like that's like gym coach gray t-shirt and it's crew neck so it's even less flattering and it's like long on the arms and then like like the cheapest horrible little feathers and the cheapest like Pepto-Bismol pastel-y pink like combo and then like with those Barney purple pants she wore that was like the worst mistake she ever made in her life like it's a joke Come on, it's that's not Avril Lavigne. That's not being like Vivian Westwood and like SJP and come on. It's Katie. It's Katie Maloney. It's music. It's music. That, it's music kills Kate. If you wore that, I would 
completely make fun of you to your face, but I would probably hand you a loaded gun as well. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Unless you said you were joking and Ashton popped out, I would be like, y you just gotta call it now, Ollie. It time's up. Oh my it's over. gosh! That was no, come on. What could you possibly like about that? I I kind of liked it's the sleeves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it made the shot interesting. It was an awkward moment. They're in the fertility thing, and and then I looked at the yeah, sleeves for for comfort. Oh, you're just wrong. We're gonna do a poll in the Facebook group. We're gonna do it on both IGs. You're gonna be wrong. I swear I, to you. And now people are gonna hate me, and they're gonna be like, "We're gonna vote for Holly just because we like Holly better." No. No, I, I mean it was it was definitely a choice. I don't know, and a lot of times I can't handle it. But for some reason, I, I don't know. Maybe I was in a weird mood or something. Honestly, if she had put like a leather biker vest and then some lace and some plaid and some sequins and a tool skirt with like ballerina shoes, it would have been a better fucking look and a crown also with like a scream mask would have been a better fucking look. would have made more sense because it would have been more eclectic and be like hmm, okay you you gotta you got a viewpoint this there's no viewpoint i do bad i do really want to do all of the watch what happens live poll questions in our own group and on instagram because i feel like you know, we are the true viewers of the show, and maybe you know some of those um, numbers. Yeah, it's always tainted to because they t they slide it towards who the guest is. Yeah, because I think people are being nice because they're like on the show. Yeah. So I would like to know, like, I want to put all of the um, the questions up for sure. Do lots of polls. I've actually enjoyed watch what happens live this season with Vanderpump so far. Yeah, it's been pretty like, good. He really phoned it in, like, you know, for so many years. But I feel like it's been more interactive and entertaining. And I was annoyed questions. with him with Raquel and James. I thought oh. he was a D, a D bag. But Horrible. Uh, Did we not talk about that? How disrespectful that was? I don't think we did. Because we, I think we. Oh, my God. He was so rude. And James handled it like a king. But James literally had to be like, Andy, let's move on. I'm here because of us. I'm not here to talk about Lala. You know, yeah. like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. I, James handled himself well, but it was just James. uncomfortable. But I, Andy was better with Ariana this week. and. Um... But when he asked uh, Raquel if she was nervous now that Lala might be single, if she was nervous, like, fuck you, Andy. Yeah, that was That's rude. a piece of shit question. Especially to someone like Raquel. Yeah, just rude. You know, he could have asked Ariana, oh, Christian's single now. That would have been like a joke. Funny. Like, like, yeah. Well, I'm fine, Andy. I think I was a little secure. But, you know, come on. He's just being a dick. Totally. Yeah, that was rude. That whole, his whole thing was fucking ridiculous. But I agree so. with you. It has been super interesting and fun. Um, having you know the cast members on i like it it's fun i watch the episode then i watch that and it's it's cool yeah all right well you guys we will be doing it i mean as long as you're good next tuesday night right yep i'm good 
cool because I have a flight Wednesday morning, so I have to do it Tuesday night, and it'll be good. And um, yeah, anything we'll, in between? Let's do some polls in our group, and we'll yes. do some on IG. Yes, you guys email us Party at gmail.com Follow us Party on Instagram. Or ask us any questions. You can ask me too directly. I'm Sarah C O C. It's S A R A H C E E O C on Instagram. So DM us, email us. And I have and... to say, I have to say something. Also, you guys, thank you so much for a lot of you have left um, new reviews and five star reviews. Thank you so much. Um, I normally well, do that. I normally hate reading them, but something came up that made me read them because I was reading someone else's on their podcast, and I just wanted to say thank you guys so much. There are so many thoughtful, amazing reviews that you guys have left, and a lot of them I can tell who you are because I know your screen names or whatever. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. That helps Sarah and I so much because that ranking helps us get sponsors and all of that. We do all of this for free. So that is like such an awesome thing for you guys to do. And there was a few that I wasn't that happy about, but I just want you guys to know I read them. We hear you and we appreciate that feedback. But like Sarah said, we're always happy to hear that at our, through our email too, at VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so just wanted to say thanks, you guys. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I haven't looked because it's a scary place to go, as every podcaster says. And um, if you feel that compelled and moved, like give us a chance but first. Re- but really, Sarah, you should go read them right now. Like there are some really thoughtful, amazing reviews. Seriously. Okay. Well, we really appreciate it. And I know a lot of podcasters will read those reviews. We don't want to be all vain and be like, listen to all the great things people say about us. But if you want us to, we will. Because um, we want to acknowledge you guys. We try to do that with like birthdays or special announcements. But if you ever want us to say anything or come on or anything, please let us know. And as far as the other criticism, if you're if you have something, please try to reach out first. And let's hear you and talk it through or we'll respond. And and then if you still just fucking absolutely feel so compelled, um, I mean, then just don't. But, you know, like, just, hey, give every human a shot first instead of just. Totally. We're, Sarah, yeah, we're doing our best and we just love Vanderpump Rules. I know that that was kind of a, a common thread throughout the reviews is do these girls even really like Vanderpump Rules? And the answer is yes. I feel like if you're a true listener to our podcast, you know that. We have, you know, we've been watching from day one and so sometimes we get frustrated and that comes through. So I apologize if, you know, if it sounds like that, but we really do love this show. We treat them like family because we're very dedicated and so sometimes how you treat your sisters or brothers. Exactly. Because you're so close. You know. Yeah. It's like we love them and we want to see everything and we're very invested more than any other show. We want to be part of this, you know, life. And so, yeah, we're going to compliment. We're going to dish. We're going to like call someone out because, yeah, it's it's all family. You guys are all family. They're family. It's totally. We're all in the journey together. Yeah. So, so, you guys, thank you so much for listening. You. We appreciate it so much. Um, this is a two-hour podcast. So, woohoo for those of you that love the long ones. Hope you made it to the end. And we will thank be back you. next week on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.